This episode was brought to you by dailypuzzles.com.au. If you're looking for any speed cube at a fair price with affordable and reliable shipping, make sure you go to their website and use code PARITY for 10% off your order. Hello everyone and welcome to the Parody Podcast, hosted by Jan McGinley and myself, Mitch Creighton. This episode has been brought to you by dailypuzzles.com.au. In this episode, we'll talk about what the podcast is about, what to expect from it, and then we'll talk about all the latest news in cubing, including comps and a new line of Chi-Yi economy cubes uh, set to be released. After that, we'll talk to our very special guest, former 3Blind world record holder Jack Kai, and then finish up with the game of True or False. This episode was sponsored by Jezza Cubing YouTube. You're listening to the Parody Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Mitch Creighton and Jan McGinley. Hello and welcome to the Parody Podcast. The Parody Podcast is a monthly speed cubing podcast hosted by myself, Mitch Creighton, and my friend Jan McGinley. In this podcast, we'll talk about all the latest news in cubing, that be new cubes being released, comps, records, etc. Also, every episode will have a special guest on the show and interview them. This is Australia's only speed cubing podcast, as there are a few in USA. Alright guys, uh, my name is Jan McGingley. I've been speed cubing for about one and a half years now. Um, I average about 40 seconds on 3x3. I am learning uh, F2L, but I still use beginner's method to this day. Uh, I know a lot about speed cubing hardware and records. I, um, I'm very fascinated about speed cubing. And um, my hobbies are music, sports, and technology. I like making videos and recording audio. Nice. My name is Mitch Creighton. I'm a sponsored speedcuber from Australia. I'm sponsored by the Cube Shack in the US, who since has temporarily closed down due to the COVID-19 virus stopping stock coming out of China. My main event is 3x3, in which I average about 15 or 16 seconds in, depending on what kind of day it is. I also really enjoy 4x4, that's my second favourite event. In my spare time, other than cubing, I really like playing sports, and also really like uh, video production. I really enjoy making videos for my YouTube channel. Yeah, that's good, that's good. So as most of you know, due to COVID-19, or most of you know as coronavirus, they've had to cancel lots of competitions over the WCA. So that is a bummer for most of us, but luckily the WCA have taken the initiative and started online speed cubing competitions. This is another step of what speed cubing is, don't you think, Mitch? Yeah, for sure, Jan. I'm just on the WCA website now, and there's something like a hundred or so competitions that have been cancelled. However, as you said, there's been a lot of unofficial online competitions being started, which really has been such a great initiative. It's really good to see how cubers can adapt in times like this, particularly when our whole community is based around social gatherings. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But, of course, Mitch, there is one problem with unofficial online comps they're not official now that can really mean a lot between a world record and not a world record so um we'll just have to see how the speedcube community handles this as there will be live twitch streams for the finals for three by three but it's still not official which is the problem do you think uh, eventually if we live stream the um solves do you think eventually they'll make it official uh, you know, I do doubt that just because of like having a judge and stuff like that in person. But I mean, who knows? 
the way we've adapted this way has been great and it'll be great to see if we can make this official. Currently on the WCA homepage, they've got a section about the unofficial online competitions and it's listing uh, nine competitions from countries all around the world. Two of these I've entered in the Cubing at Home and Speed Cubing Australia one and so far they both have said like just sent in your solves and stuff and then for finalists and stuff like that that's when they'll do a live stream sort of thing so that they can actually see you yeah doing the solves because there is quite a possibility that people will even fake solves and stuff as oh, well. Oh yeah that's the biggest problem the whole com- cubing community it survives yeah. com- completely on honesty that's our only goal. Yeah. Like, if the cubers are honest, that's all that matters. Like, we have yeah. to be honest in order for this to work. If people are going to lie on their souls, this is this cannot work. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. The lack of comps, however, hasn't dampened companies releasing cubes. Chi the other day, uh, saying that they have release or are going to release a new economy line called the GEM series or something like that. It was on the Cubicles Instagram page the other day and so far we haven't got a set price or release date yet but it looks like a pretty nice cube. Yeah I agree. It's important that uh, cubes are getting cheaper and better because um, that's how they get their sales. Like yes GAN cubes cost 80 bucks. Yes they are really good but we want to try and get decent or really good cubes as well for a cheaper price. That's the goal. Um, yeah, I, I think um, Chi cubes, I really like the feel of them. I think they're good because they are quite affordable Chi cubes. And I hope these M series have good magnets, like like a good clicky feel. Um, that would just make a good cube. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's really great to release something like this during the time that we're in because it would be really great to get a new cube and play with it during quarantine and stuff like that. And overall, I think this is just a really good move from Chi Yeah, uh, I can't wait to have more updates on this cube coming out and talk about it a bit more in our next episode. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just all about the shipping. Um, that's going to be the biggest uh, factor between uh, cube companies. Yes, they will remain open but yeah, getting it out of China, I think, will be a bit of a struggle. Obviously, we've seen a few cube companies fall victim to not being able to get enough stock. Yep. That's think- that's a struggle for cube companies. So uh, any cube companies out there uh, that are struggling because of the stock, I commend you. I hope you stay in there because eventually you'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. This will be over and everything will be back to normal soon. Alright, so GAN has released the 356M and 356M Lite. So, let me explain the difference. So, the standard edition comes with the GS springs, a whole set of them, and it comes with stock magnets that, I think it's the strongest setting, uh, stock into the cube, no customizability on the magnets, but the GS has customizability. With the Lite, you don't get any GS springs, just the standard stock springs and the stock magnets, for about five US dollars cheaper. Now, a lot of people have tons of GAN nuts and they just get uh, left around because I don't think they're that useful. And if you're just going to stick with the strongest magnet setting, there's no point buying a GAN XS or GAN X in uh, 2020, I think. Um, if you can just get all that with uh, stock stuff, the light is a really, really good main. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is just, in general, a really great power move from GAN. Previously, yeah. they've always been known as the top-of-the-range high-end cube brand. They've always been had the most expensive flagship cube out. 
it wasn't until a couple of years ago when they released the GAN R and recently the GAN RS uh, that they started doing budget yeah, queues. Yeah, but there is but a... Ever since um, that, their queues have been yeah. super expensive. But there is obviously an, a gap between them. Like, there's a gap between the GAN R and the GAN X. Like, there needs to be something in between. And so that's where this cube comes in. It's, like a middle cube it's not like a high-end premium cube but it's not a budget cube it's like right in the middle so on dailypuzzles.com.au they have the GAN 356M standard at 54 Aussie dollars and the light at 44 so it's still not cheap as opposed to some other uh, cubes that you can get but overall this is a really big step for GAN in general uh, into breaking into the entire cube market it fills the gap it fills the gap, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that, Mitch. Um, and I think the M is a really good play. Yeah, it's a great play by GAN. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so you currently have the GAN 356M standard, correct? Yes. Uh, GAN sent us, my brother and I, uh, the GAN 356M standard uh, for testing purposes. Um, this comes with the GS yep. springs, but no magnet, extra magnets. So, what would you say about this cube? Like, if you were to describe it to someone, what would you say about it? Okay, so, get the GAN-X and basically put a matte finish over the GAN-X and uh, remove the magnet customizability and there you've got a 356M. They're so similar. The only difference is the plastic, the matte plastic instead of the glossy plastic, which uh, probably I would prefer a bit a glossy plastic because it's a bit more grippy, but... I mean, you're not sacrificing much, and it's really good for those cubers. But I think um, the GAN X and the GAN XS, uh, there's a separate market for those two cubes. They're for the high end solvers that want their exact feeling for their cube. So, like the exact yeah, magnet sure. st- uh, strength, the exact magnet tensioning. Something. Let's put Felix Zemdegs out there. So, he needs yeah. he needs to find the exact tensionings for his tool so he can perform at his best. Now that can be between that can be one millisecond difference, but still it's still the difference between a world record or not. Yeah, and I mean when you're solving at his speeds, every second counts for sure. Yeah, exactly. Every millisecond. Yeah. But for the cubers that average maybe sub fifteen or uh, higher, this cube is perfect. That's a pretty big claim to say that it's pretty much just like the X. However, from what I have seen in other videos and stuff like that. That's what it seems like, and that's great. This cube is going to completely blow away everything, I think, if it can perform how other people are saying, and this is just going to be such an amazing cube to get. Yeah, yeah, it would definitely destroy the market, the cube market. This will be the cube that everyone will have. Wait till 2021. You got to go to a comp, everyone's main, 356M. I'm predicting that. Yeah, for sure. At the moment, we're a new uh, podcast, so we are looking for sponsors for the podcast. So we have two options on the Patreon page. So we have the $1, you get your name shouted out, as Jezza Cubing YouTube did. You get your name shouted out every episode forever, because these are monthly episodes. So each Patreon is a monthly membership. $1 per month equals your name shouted out on the podcast episode. If you pay $3 a month, you get your 15-second ad put on each episode depending on how many months you pay you'll get your ad on each episode so at the moment we have daily puzzles as our business partnership but we are open to more so Jan, let's say that you were a youtube channel and you wanted to advertise yourself such as jesse cubing 
or maybe there's some other people out there, would you buy the personal sponsorship or would you buy the business partnership? Uh, it really depends. But, but if you're a YouTuber, we recommend the uh, personal sponsorship because uh, uh, the business sponsorship is made for advertisements, so companies who want to get their, their business promoted. But uh, personal sponsorships gets their name yep. shouted out, so Jezza Cubing YouTube. So people know now that Jezza Cubing can be searched on YouTube. But um, it really depends on what you want. Right. If you want a 15-second ad read out on each episode, you go for that $3 one. It's your choice. Also, we will be releasing how many monthly listeners we get. So if you're looking for business like um, things. But at the moment, we need to release some episodes to get some monthly listeners. So in the meantime, if you want to be one of the early sponsors, check out our page. It's on our Instagram in the link in description. So Mitch, what is Parody's uh, Instagram Funny you should ask. Parody's Instagram is at Parody Podcast. On there, we'll post little snippets and clips yep. of the podcast and all that sort of stuff. Make sure you guys go follow us. Uh, we also have YouTube where we will release uh, the podcast as well. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on there. It's literally just Parody Podcast as well. And you can search up Parody Podcast on Apple Music and Spotify so you can stream it there. All right, we're going to take a short break and then we'll have our special guest, Jack Kai, on. Thank you so much to dailypuzzles.com.au for sponsoring this episode of the Parody Podcast. If you are after any speed cubes at a fair price with affordable and reliable shipping, make sure to go to their website and use code PARODY for 10% off. That's dailypuzzles.com.au to buy all your cubes and use code PARODY, P-A-R-I-T-Y, for 10% off. Okay, so as we said before, we've got a very special guest on the show. Joining us here today is former Three Blind world record holder, Jack Kai. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks a bunch, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Nah, no problem. Okay, so obviously a hot topic going around right now is the COVID-19. And a lot of people have had to stay home for social distancing purposes and stuff like that. How has this affected your practice schedule? Has it changed much or is it just the same? uh not really i think like even before like the whole like COVID 19 breakout like i was just kind of i was still at home quite a lot of the time so not really much although for some reason i've been a bit more inconsistent lately even though i've been whole like home all day long for some reason but um aside from that really not too much yeah oh because i thought you'd have like more time on you because yeah uh everyone's been at home yeah but anyway yeah, yeah. uh next That's question. interesting uh so what's one thing that most people don't really know about you um i guess i uh played a violin as well like i'm studying a uh, bachelor of music at monash university so i guess i played a violin oh. as well as, as well as the automaton which i think really? more people know me for like interesting yeah yeah. So. <laughs> yeah i actually play the um viola uh i'm yeah so what grade are you up to like diploma level like have you finished all the grades on amb uh i don't really i guess probably like do exams for amb or anything but like I guess university, we're, we kind of follow, I guess, sort of a different kind of system. So I think yeah. I guess some of the songs I'll do in, like, the second semester where we usually do, like, I guess, the actual performance stuff. Like, I'll probably do a mix of stuff that are probably a bit on the easier side, maybe eighth grade, a bit above eighth grade level and stuff a bit harder. Yep. But I'm um, somewhere around there, I guess. Yeah. That's quite impressive. How long have you been playing that for? Uh, since I was, like, four or something. My dad's a violin teacher, so oh, I just wow. kind of yeah. grew up with it and stuff. Yeah. That's really interesting. 
So, at the start of 2019, your name was not as uh, popular mainstream uh, at comps at uh, as what it is now. What happened through the year in 2019 for you to be known everywhere at comps? What work did you put in prior to get your name out there? Um, I guess, like... I guess the obvious thing was that, like, me getting free world records, that probably was the main thing that mm. got my name out from, uh... Yeah, definitely. I guess from 2019 to 2020, getting my name higher up. Um, yeah. Two in April and one in December. Uh, I guess the other thing was actually, because I spent a lot of time, like, I guess, building up my Instagram as well. Um, yeah, def- I think I was, like, yeah, like, 1,000 followers, like, beginning of 2019, and now it's grown quite a bit bigger. Mm. I actually checked uh, at Adelaide Summer 2019 when I first saw you. That's when I first uh, knew who you were. Um, I checked your Instagram. You're at about 1,800 followers. And uh, Jaden McNeil was a lot bigger uh, compared to you back then. And um, now I think you've overtaken him a lot in followers. All right, yeah. But yeah, I decided mm-hmm. to try to put stuff out on Instagram just to try things out. And I don't know, I like the platform a lot. And it's kind of like versatile. I can just throw up some like, quick stories about like, you know, how my cubing's going and, like, random spiders in my house and or just, you know, normal, like, posts about me solving cues blindfolded. I don't know, it's pretty nice versus how like, platform. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Instagram's a great way to promote your um channel and your uh brand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, stuff like that as well, yeah. It, it, I like okay. the platform there, yeah. Yeah, Instagram's great. Uh, So what was your reaction to getting your first world record and how did that change 3 Blind, making it a much more competitive event? Um, I guess the reaction... I mean, if you've seen the video, I was kind of like, whoa, wait, that's what... I think yeah. it was more of, like, a sort of relieved and maybe kind of a slow kind of reaction. Like, I, yeah. I didn't have a, like, holy crap, like, you know... Oh, yeah, not not a not a um, 4.73. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so it's kind of more of a chill reaction, but, you know, it was definitely cool getting my first world record. In terms of making it, like, more oh, yeah. competitive events, like... I don't know, I think... I- I don't know, I think it's kind of stayed the same, just like getting like records. Maybe I've inspired more yeah. people to take up free blind as a result. Um, that'd be cool, but um, otherwise. But I, I have to think like from at the start of 2019 compared to at Worlds 2019, like it was a lot more competitive in Blindfolded. Like the event has grown. Oh, it's definitely great a bunch, yeah. Not just throughout, I guess, 2019, yeah. but like I'd say since around like 2017, I reckon. Like, if you look up, like, blindfold solves, like, maybe around 2016 and before, and compare them to one 2017 and, I guess, later on, like, you notice quite a bit of a big difference. I think mainly because yeah, yeah, definitely transition from, like, because if you watch, like, the older solves, like, 2016 and beforehand, a lot of people, like, rotated, like, on every single commutator. Like, ENS slices, like, weren't, like, used, like, at all, pretty much. But now they're, like, co- like, most of the solves you might see are just, like, they never, like, rotate or almost never rotate. Mm-hmm. Might be the exception, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are a lot more like slice moves, so stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this is to do with that. So when you first started blind, how competitive was it compared to now? Like, so when you first started, um, what was the competition like? Would you, uh, would you basically guaranteed to win every comp or like? So how has it evolved? Oh yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, when I started blind, I was like, um, at my first competition at like December twenty fourteen. Um, I'm trying to remember the podium. I think it was some... Uh, first place was actually... I think it might have been Zane Carney, who was like the former Oceanic record holder. Um, there was actually Felix. Yep. He was actually one of the best blindfolded solves at the time, interestingly. Um, <laughs> then I think it was like one of my classmates from high school. So I think podium was maybe like 30 seconds, one minute and like two minutes or something. That was kind of the average wow. podium for a while. Wow. But I think, it, yeah, gradually got like... Yeah. Maybe mm. a little bit more competitive or something, but... um. Mm, yeah 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 and um 
before 2019, maybe 2018, there was mainly Felix, sure. Jaden McNeil, and uh, and then you stepped into the scene. Oh, wait, which year is this, sorry? Uh, probably about 2018, 2019, when you got your sponsorship with the Cubicle. Oh, right, yeah, that as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's when you basically became known to all of Australian speed cubing. Oh, okay, yeah. Probably around there, maybe, yeah. Uh, so just back quickly to the world record. When you were actually, like, solving on that solve, could you tell, like, this is going to be good here? Or was it just, like, another solve for you? Um, I think I could tell it was good because, um, for, like, for me, it was, like, um, eight algs. Um, generally, ten algs is, like, the usual amount of algs in a, uh, I guess, blindfolded solve. So I think since yeah. there were eight, I think I kind of knew it was good. But I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think usually I'd expect myself to get nervous. But at that solve, I don't think I really did. Maybe I didn't really yeah. register it because I was, like, going too fast or something. Um... <laughs> Well, I guess that paid off, yeah. 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 Damn. Uh, so it's been a little while since you've uploaded a Road to World Records series video. So how have you been going with that lately? Have you been practicing it lots or...? Oh, yeah, that's serious. Um, so I think around, like, two months ago or something, like, I just I decided I want to take, like, a one-week break because I was burning out. And then due oh, to, yeah. like, you know, your classic, you know, procrastination excuses, etc., it turned into two that turned to, like, a month. And then it's just like, oh, wait, shoot. Um... Yeah, I'm thinking of trying to get back into it. Uh, I'm not too yeah. sure if I'll continue the series itself, but I do want to continue practicing multi-blind, which means I'll still technically be, you know, aiming for world record if I'm continuously improving. I probably yeah, won't be going sure. too hardcore into it because I'll probably burn out again. Plus, I'm kind of interested in some other kind of stuff like, I don't know, maybe helping people with, like, blind coaching and, like, yeah. maybe more educational videos and stuff. But um, it's something that I'll continue, yeah. So can you just tell us a bit about your coaching service? Because obviously that's pretty new and stuff. You've just released that. What have you got to say about that? How's it going and stuff so far? Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people are interested in like trials and stuff. And yeah, I've just, um, so I'm pretty much offering like kind of like a soul critique, kind of like what Jade McNeil did like last year. And also just like one-on-one yeah. -on -one coaching, like it's kind of like, you know, typical like video lesson online, um, just that kind of stuff. Um, anyone that right. wants to get um, faster blindfold solving can just um, contact me pretty much. Do you have a website for that? I have a website for as well. Um, just uh, jackkaikubing.com. Yeah. We'll leave that in the show notes for anybody interested. So how did you start doing blind in the first place? And why did you prefer that over like sighted solving and stuff? That's a good question. I, I don't remember the exact reason, but I'm pretty sure it had to do with like, you know, going on YouTube and seeing, you know, a bunch of fast blindfolded solvers and going like, that looks really freaking cool. I want to do that as well. Um, so actually yeah. learned it like, yeah, I learned it really early on as well. Like actually like around three weeks after learning to solve the cube with my eyes open. So I think I was a bit, yeah, wow. started like super early. Yeah, um, wow. I think it was just because I thought it was cool. Um, probably also kind of had to do with the fact that I think blindfolded events, um, I think we kind of talked about before, wasn't as maybe as competitive, mm. um, at least in Australia, like when I started off in competitions, like 2014, 2015. Um, so I think a mix of it was cool and maybe like maybe podiums would be easy to get perhaps. That might have played a role as well. Yeah, there's something about blindfolding yeah. that makes it such a good party trick. Um you think uh, th solving a cube is uh, not enough, then how about try doing blindfolded, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool for that as well, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun just randomly, like, freaking people out when I just kind of bring that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of don't make, like, a deliberate, like, effort to, like, do that. Like, I'm not really, like, kind of a show-off no. kind of person, but, like, it kind of just happens to come up because I spend so much time doing it. So, but, yeah, yeah. it's kind of fun when it happens, too. Do you cube much in public and stuff? Um... I think I used to cube a bunch more on trains and stuff. I haven't done it yeah. too much lately, but sometimes when I want to, like, maybe, you know, maybe there's something interesting outside, I might just do, like, you know, blind solve in front of it. 
just like you know more cool content for my uh, social media content i guess yeah for sure yeah that's interesting uh did the cubicle reach out to you or did you uh contact them and when did they uh reach out and give you the sponsorship oh yeah this was an interesting story um i think it was around october 2018 um so on youtube i made a video of me um what was it i was singing all star by smash mouth while solving Ruby's cube blindfolded and then phil <laughs> Jussie, the ceo of the cubicle this sort of was like that looks freaking cool and i think he asked like jaws who the uh the sponsor the guy head of uh, the sponsor and stuff to reach out to me and he said hey phil saw, um you had a cool video and you also got a free blind hey uh let's just sponsor you and i was just like yeah sure <laughs> they would have been happy when you got the world record eh oh yeah yeah that's amazing uh, so when did you learn how to play the automaton? Automaton. Um, I think this was like, I think around when was this? Maybe t- end of twenty eighteen. Like I saw someone um, in a competition bring the automaton, um, and I thought it was just like it just looked cool. So I was just like, I want one. So I went to Amazon to buy one, and <laughs> yeah, I just kind of learned how to play from there. Um, I think the way of playing, like placing your fingers <laughs> down. I feel like since I played a violin, I'm kind of used to like, you know, that kind of style of playing somewhat. So it didn't take yeah. too long for me to adjust. So um, yeah, that's how the uh, the automaton journey started. Yeah, I definitely uh, am considering getting one. It's nice, yeah. So what kind of stuff uh, for the audience, what kind of stuff do you put in your newsletter? Um, just some general tips on um, getting faster at uh, solving the cube blindfold pretty much. Um, yeah, I think on the two releases I had so far, the first one was on like, the use of like space for big condition flashcards and incorporating incorporating that into your blindfolded uh, solving practice. And the other one was like faster old Pokemon arcs. So yeah, yeah. Just like a general idea of um, that. That should probably give a general idea of what's to offer. I guess it's just some um, stuff to improve at free blind. Just free tips, pretty much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, awesome. Jack. We've really appreciated it. Those are some really great answers. And yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks right, for uh, giving having me on. Yeah. Thanks for giving up your time. Okay, so now to finish up the show, we'll play a quick game of True or False Cubing Edition. Pretty simple, true or false. I'll have five questions. Yeah, okay, let's get into it. Yep, I'm excited. First one, true or false? The average CFOP move count is 67 moves. Hmm. I'm going to say false. That is correct. The average uh, CFOP move count is 56 moves. Question number two. The first Rubik's Cube World Championships were held in in 1982. Uh, False. Uh, That is incorrect. They were held in 1982. True or false? The Rubik's Cube was named Toy of the Year in 1981 and 1982. That is true. No, it's not, unfortunately. It was 1980 and 1981. Uh, next Uh, Next question. The Rubik's Cube is 46 years old. That is correct, because the Rubik's Cube started in 1974. Yes. Well done. Uh, last question. Stanley Chapel holds both current 4, by f- four blind and 5 blind world records. I think that is correct. Yes, I thought I'd throw an easier one in for the last one. Yep. Awesome. Okay, and like that, the show is over. We both really hope that you guys enjoyed this. Thank you so much to Jack Kai for agreeing to be on this show. That was really amazing of him. 
And also, thank you so, so much for Daily Puzzles for sponsoring this episode. Make sure that if you guys need a cube, you guys go check them out and use code PARITY for 10% off your entire shop. Yep, so I will leave links to our all our socials and Daily Puzzles uh, website with the code in the show notes, so make sure you check out the description of this episode. Thank you all for listening. I hope to see you next month. Thanks, everyone. Bye.